Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the movie council is now in session. Hello and welcome to the Movie Council Podcast, the number one ranked movie podcast on the internet. My name is Dan Sherry, and I am joined once again by my esteemed colleagues, the incomparable COO of the movie podcast, Mr. Andrew Sherry. Hello. <laughs> I love how excited you get. And, of course, the director of security and the uh, art director. And we're, we're going to bring it back. The smooth-talking southern gentleman, Mr. Marky Bondurant. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> we are back. This is number episode number 63. Wow, oh, damn. 63 goddamn episodes. You know, How about I'm that? I'm really looking forward to number 69. I've been thinking about that ever since we got past uh, into the 60s. I can't wait right? for it. Oh, it's going to be a good one. Well, might we have to just do a whole episode on porno movies? Or <laughs> what are we going to do with 69? 69? Yeah, we'll think about that. We got some time. We can yeah, spitball yeah. some ideas. Well, either way, it'll be fun. So. Uh, how, how, how is everyone doing? Uh, AJ, how are you doing this week, brother? I'm doing fine. I was actually going to say less than hello. I was going to sign the word hello based on the movie I had to watch this week, but I didn't have time to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, I can sign hello for you. It's just a fucking wave, AJ. (laughs) No, I'm saying (laughs) you don't need to learn ASL for that. No, the word hello, you know, the the letters. Oh, okay. H-E-L-L-O, you're going to spell it out. All right. I get you. I get you. So, <laughs> aside from um, that, I, I'm, I'm, it's, we, we, I'm sure that our faithful listeners know that, you know, our, our episodes come out on Monday, but we record on Friday. So it is Friday, and I am actually on vacation all next week. So, oh, no. I got out of of work today and I was done for nine days. So fucking awesome. Ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Daddy's still got to go to work uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but then, then I'm done for the rest of the week. So nice. Nice. But uh, Marky yourself, how how are you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, Picked up the new vehicle uh, just three days ago. Forerunner, yeah, yeah, a 2022 Forerunner, man. It's the first vehicle that I've. It's the first new vehicle I've ever bought. I never thought that I'd be a person to buy a a new vehicle right from a dealer. You know, Mm -hmm. I always heard the trope that it doesn't make sense to buy a brand new vehicle because it depreciates in value as soon as you leave the lot. Right. Which there is still some truth to that, but. I did a shit ton of research, months of research of uh, looking for cars and what my wife and I wanted. And 
in the end, when we finally made a decision and I started looking at uh, buying brand new, I was still getting offers from auto trader and their dealerships for used vehicles that were priced higher than what this brand fucking new car cost. So in this climate, if you got the coin or can get a loan, it makes sense to go ahead and buy a new because used vehicles are selling for so fucking much. I should know. I sold my truck and got way more money than I should have for it. That's what I put towards this new car. Yeah, there's this whole chip shortage that's going on. Like, uh, right. I don't know what what caused the chip shortage, but yeah, uh, yeah, used cars are skyrocketing in price, and new cars are actually kind of hard to come by. Like, dealers aren't getting nearly they as are. many in stock. So, so, and I'd I'd actually resulted or uh, um, turned to reaching out to dealers out of state trying to find a car. Mm-hmm. And I was getting told, some dealers told me that there was a $4,000 markup for out-of-state buyers because of how little their inventory was. Damn. Another one told me they just, they did a $4,000 markup. They just called a COVID markup because they could. Right. And yeah. I just <laughs> randomly popped into a dealership. I popped into a dealership near me just on a whim, told them what I was looking for. And he was like, I happen to have a truckload of new cars coming in in a couple of weeks. One of them is a forerunner, like the one you want. You want to go ahead and put a deposit down on it. It's like, fuck yeah, I do. So I just got lucky. I know a lot of people are having a hard time finding one, but it's got PlayStation fives, man. Like, you know, or any like the new gaming consoles, any fucking right. electronics, anything that needs electronics these days. Good luck. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I, again, like AJ said, we're recording Friday night and, uh, as movie fans may know, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home drops this weekend. Oh, yeah. But because I'm such a goddamn nerd, I did go and see it last night. So uh, <laughs> a, a quick spoiler-free review for everyone. Um, I tell you what, I, I, I'm very tempted to spoil shit for everyone. But I'm also, right. uh, I'm thinking maybe Marky will want to go see the movie, so I'm not going to yeah, spoil sometime. it for Marky. So uh, the audience, you guys can fuck yourselves. I'll spoil it for you, but not Marky. So I I will make this spoil free. (laughs) And I will say this really is one of the best Spider-Man movies to come out since like Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. This movie was fucking awesome. My God, it was like a... It, it, it's hard to totally review it without spoiling everything. So right. uh, I'll just keep it vague and I'll say like, it gives you everything you want. Like it, it, it hits all the right notes. Like Peter Parker goes through all the shit you expect Spider-Man to go through. And um, I, I tell you what, th- this isn't a spoiler. Cause I'm, I'm sure everyone already knows uh, Willem Dafoe is in it he reprises his role oh, cool. as uh as green goblin and he, and as old as he is and even though he was green goblin 20 something years ago he fucking steals this movie willem dafoe is fucking awesome in this he crushed it i yeah i i was so impressed with how good he was again as green goblin it's the first well, he, one well he's legitimately one of the best actors on the planet. yes he is he really down. is yeah and, and he showed and he's it only been sharpening his claws right yeah. 
He's only been he re- getting he, better. Since yeah, I, th- I feel one. like he's uh, he's peaking for some reason at his age. Right, getting a ton of no, great roles. Yeah, that's like, not uh, not a thinking. I, I think you're dead on. Like he's yeah. been nailing everything that he's been in, knocking it out yeah. of the park. You, 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 and I swear by the lighthouse, and I'll tell you, oh, if you haven't yeah. seen the lighthouse, Willem Dafoe, Tour de Force, the man is a is a beast. Yeah, yeah, and he crushes this. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah, and it's all all around. It's great. It's a, it's a little long. I I will admit. Um, it, there are parts like in the first half that kind of drag, and you're like, all right, come on, let's get on with it. But once they get on with it, holy shit, do they get on with it? Like, the the action sequences are amazing. Like beautifully shot. Like visually awesome. You know, fight scenes and action scenes. So. I fucking loved it. It's at like ninety four percent right now on Rotten Tomatoes, which oh wow, I think is about the right score because this was okay. an excellent, excellent fucking movie, and hey, an amazing Spider Man movie. Who was the uh, writer director on this? Not that I would may not recognize the name, but was the writer director of this? Was he involved in the previous, most recent ones, or any of the uh, other ones? Yeah, the director. Uh, what's his name? John Watts, I think is his name. Yeah, he uh-huh. directed this one as well. Um, although it was written, hold on one second. Let me look at. It. I, I know the writers were different. I think he wrote the uh, the first couple. So yeah. Director was John Watts, but the writers were Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Who I'm okay, but yeah, did again. Did John Watts do some of the recent ones? Yeah, John Watts did the first two um, Spider Man movies. So with uh, the new kid, right? What's his name again? Yeah, Tom Holland. Holland, Who? Yeah, he he was fucking great in this too. He 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 got to really kind of, you know show his acting chops in this and he did a really good job so uh cool. I, I, I yeah i'll get so around to watching it when it's more available it. because like i could see you uh, i mean there's parts in this i mean leading into it everyone's expecting all this stuff to happen and so uh, i don't want to ruin anything for anybody but uh, i'll tell you this you will walk away happy if you go see this movie nice. like yeah it, it is fantastic so uh, even for the people that don't follow this the comics or spider-man movies yeah 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 for sure like there's um like a like a lot of uh emotional weight in this movie and uh you know lots of they like actually and i know it sounds weird because it's a spider-man movie but some like really good fucking acting and like you know really great back and forths that you know move you yeah again it's spider-man so i sound like a weirdo saying it but like there are some fucking really moving scenes and some amazing back and forths that like yeah they they fucking get to you the the movie is great i loved it nice that's good to hear yeah yeah i'm I'm definitely gonna check it out whenever it becomes more readily available i'm not uh 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 a regular theater goer at the moment. Mm-hmm. I would like to go see it in theaters, but you know, kind of hard to get away with a little kid. Yeah, for sure. And, and even just getting tickets at this point was I, 
Like I said, I'm a nerd. So like the day tickets went on sale, I bought them for <laughs> last nice. night. And yeah, the the theater was sold out, but I bought them as soon as I could. So did you go by yourself yeah, or did I'm you take your, your, uh, uh, your boy? Aiden your went lady? with me. Yeah. Nice. Aiden and I went and saw it. He loved it as well. So nice. It's nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was a, a good time. And, uh, uh, so we've we, we got a couple things before we get into our, our topic tonight. Uh, topic, uh, if you're a regular listener, you, you'll be familiar. It's the one of our favorites, Pick a Movie Week. Yes. Where we, we, we pick movies for each other because, I mean, really, it's one of the things we love about this podcast and kind of why we did this podcast is we love sharing movies that we love with other people. So, uh so, so every once in a while, we'll do an episode where we have one of the other members of the movie council watch a movie we love and then tell us what they thought of it. And so uh, that is this week's topic. But before we do that, uh, let's get into a couple things. For for one, we did get some more listener feedback this week. We got a listener, message. Huh? Oh, yes. And... And I got to say, it's about goddamn time. <laughs> Bearded Thigh Tickler 69 has Thank finally you. reached out. <laughs> we, we've been dying for this. We're like, goddamn, we're in Bearded Thigh Tickler 69. And now we know. He's been on some sabbatical. He has. But he reached out to us and he, uh, and he says, for the Movie Council pod. Hey, guys, long time no talk. I'd like to start off with AJ. Hey, bud. Thanks for answering my call last week. I appreciate <laughs> the time you took out took out of your day to talk to your nephew, dickhead. <laughs> I, was, I, I honestly, I honestly thought it was a pocket dial. That's how little, that's, that's how little, that's how little he calls me. Oh, uh, so you didn't pick up? Oh yeah, I looked right at that phone. I was like, nope. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he didn't mean <laughs> to call me. <laughs> Uh, secondly, DP, you got to work on your audio. You were a little muffled at first, maybe a mic issue, but could have just been Andrew Harvey's dick in your mouth. Ayo! Oh, snap. <laughs> Lastly, Ash Sister 23, love it. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. And hey, Rachel, go fuck yourself. Trademark. Oh, shit. <laughs> wow. So he is back and forth. Yes, bringing back the beef. Yeah, thank God. We, we I've been waiting for this. So thank you, Bearded Thigh Tickler sixty nine. <laughs> nice. Yeah, now, he's gonna, start, now, now he's gonna start blowing up my phone, right? <laughs> and you know what? Now you got no more excuse. You can't say you thought it was a pocket dial. Now you know. Right. Now I'll just ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'll just willfully ignore him. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, well, I like me time. What can I say, you know? Oh, yeah. I can... Oh, oh, we get it. <laughs> Mar Marky, you can bother me anytime, though. Oh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? So. 
I was going to go through a list of people that could bother me, just so Cameron would know <laughs> where he is know, on where, that list. Where he falls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was going to be like rolling credits. I was going to say a whole bunch of names, too. I just don't know enough people to say that. <laughs> and uh, so uh, another thing I wanted to do this week, uh, let's see where you guys are. Are you, you guys into this? I was thinking of uh, uh, playing a little game this week. Uh, it, it's, a, it, it's a version of the game Two Truths and a Lie. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this game. You know, people do it all the time where you, you tell to tell people uh, three things about yourself. Two of them are true. One of them is untrue. And they need to figure out which is the untrue thing. Right. So well, like an icebreaker right. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those icebreaker games. And I figured uh, we could do that with uh, with movie trivia. So I, I don't know if you guys watch movies on Amazon Prime. I do. And uh, as you watch them, they'll, the IMDb x-ray thing comes up, and it gives you little mm. trivia facts about the movie as you're watching. All right. So uh, what I've done is I've taken a few movies, and uh, I took those little trivia facts you see on IMDb, and I, I have two true ones and one I made up. And you guys need to figure out which is the one I made up. Okay. So, all right. I have no idea how this is going to go. This might be a horrible segment, but we're going to fucking do you, try it. Do anyways. you, uh, before we get going, do you want to try, like, uh, just throwing them out there and let AJ and I uh, fight for it? Or do you want to, like, give one to AJ, give one to me? No, I figure I'll throw it out there and you and AJ can kind of work together and Sure. See if you guys can figure it out, and if you don't agree, you each give your own answer. If you agree, you answer the same. You know, okay. but yeah, you guys can kind of work it out together. Yeah, Marky, let's work together. Yeah, yeah. sure, we can get through this. All right, buddy. <laughs> With teamwork, we can accomplish any, anything. So, all right, so let's see how this goes. I, I, I got a few of them for you, and so we'll start this off with uh, the movie Gladiator. So here we go. Uh, statement number one. In the original draft of the script, the main character was named Narcissus, not Maximus, as Narcissus was the real person that killed Commodus. All right. Sounds believable. Statement number two. Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally cast as Tigress of Gaul. But was replaced by Sven Ole Thorson, who had been lobbying right. for the for the role all along. And statement number three: the costumes were all made from genuine leather, except for Joaquin Phoenix's costume, which is made of faux leather because he's a vegan. Interesting. All right, so one of those. I feel, like the, I feel like the third one's weird, and it should be false, but I think that's like the reason it's true. Yeah, it's right. I feel like it's the, the second. The second one's untrue because you could place any actor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. You could throw any actor's name in there. I'm going to agree with AJ because uh, not that 
I, I have heard, I believe, of somebody else that was going to play that role, but I, 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 Arnold didn't stick out in my mind. Um, and the third one sounds so cool, it must be true. The first one sounds too real. So, yeah, yeah I agree with AJ. Number you two. Guys, you guys are fucking good at this because you nice, nailed nice. it all the way through. And, yes, I replaced Arnold Schwarzenegger. It was actually Lou Ferrigno. That was ah, supposed to play ah. that role that went to that's interesting. Yeah. Because that similar guy, guys, right? The, I was gonna say similar guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh Schwarzenegger was considered for the role of Proximo, but yeah, mm. the, the the Tigress of Gaul was that Proximo. fucking dude. Jeez. Proximo, yeah. Proximo, Proximo. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Uh movie number two is the movie Goodfellas. All right, so here we go. Three statements. Statement number one. Uh, According to Henry Hill, Ray Liotta would call him multiple times a day to discuss certain character things, like how he held his cigarette at all. Uh, Statement number two. The painting that Tommy's mother painted, that they're talking about there at the dinner table, Uh, was actually painted by Nicholas Pelegi's mother. I think I heard that was true. So, all right. And statement number three uh, Robert De Niro was offered either the role of Jimmy or Tommy and just and decided to hmm. go with Jimmy, but he could have played either role. May I, AJ? Yeah. I think uh, with the, the first statement with uh, Henry Hill, I'm sorry, uh, Ray Liotta calling Henry Hill, that sounds like it could be accurate. Um, I feel like I've, I've heard, heard the state, the second, the second statement. Um, I can't remember if it was exactly, is, is the, the name you mentioned, is that the director? No, uh, that's Nicholas the, the writer the, of the book. Yes, the, the writer, writer of the book. The author the book. of the book, yeah. Okay. I have heard that it was uh, somebody's mother that did actually paint that. can't remember exactly who it was. So that's, that's along the lines of truth, but I'm not sure about the right name. Yeah. The third one, I had, had never heard that before, and I find that kind of hard to believe. I think the third one's a lie. I agree that the third one's a lie. All right. Daddy wins this round because I'll tell oh, you what, shit. the first one was a lie. Oh, shit. Because it was actually uh, De Niro was calling Henry Hill all the time, asking him about Jimmy. And in fact, Ah. uh, Scorsese wouldn't, well, obviously wouldn't allow, you know, to a point, wouldn't allow him to, uh, to talk to Henry Hill because he was afraid it would affect his, um, you know his portrayal of of the role, so gotcha. it, yeah. So yeah, De Niro was the one that w- <laughs> that would talk. And ladies and gentlemen, well, we're well, not going to well. fucking believe this, but <laughs> holy goddamn shit! The well, 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 CEO well, well. of the movie council, Mr. Tim Sherry, has arrived. Hey, well, 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 well. How the turntables have. <laughs> <laughs> gentlemen how goes the battle this evening what is happening t-dub what's, what's going on oh you know still early um, still early yeah, yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're kicking it we're yeah. 
we're just, uh, you know, kind of went over how everyone was doing, and mm. we're, we're in the middle of a game right now. Okay. Um, you're just in time for the last round, so sure. I'll, I'll I'll break it down for you real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. We're playing a version of Two Truths and a Lie. Oh, okay, that's fun. Right. So I took a, but we're doing a movie trivia version of it. Okay. So uh, I took some trivia facts from like IMDb. And I took two real ones and made one up. Uh, so far, they these two f- sniffed me out in the first one. Okay. Uh, which was some facts about Gladiator. The second one was some facts about Goodfellas, and I got one over on them. Uh, DP, can I ask, uh, one of those things about uh, Gladiator, did you bring up the fact that they tried to do a Gladiator 2 where Maximus was fighting demons in hell? <laughs> that, that was that was actually no that was That's actually real thing? and they were like putting that together I'm with still some ass that. clown director i don't know who <laughs> right? it was but yes they maximus was going to be fighting demons in hell and gladiator 2 yeah that, fingers that crossed sounds, yeah, right. i'm still waiting for that one baby. yeah that's oh that's gonna be a blockbuster all right, so so all right, you ready? You want to play this uh, mm. third round, third and final round? Sure. Um, and this is all about the movie A Few Good Men. Huh. So here that's going go. to be all you fellas. I still haven't seen that. All right. All right. So we got we got three statements here. All right. Statement number one: Gene Hackman turned down the role of Colonel Nathan Jessup hmm. in order to play Lil Bill Daggett. And then ended up beating out Nicholson for the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. That didn't scare little Bill, did it? Right. All right. Statement number two. (laughs) Kevin Bacon's (laughs) mother is in the crowd watching the trial. And according to Kevin, she hit on Tom Cruise. Hmm. Statement number three. The movie rights for the play A Few Good Men were sold before the play even premiered. I think the second one's a lie because it could be any. It could have been like Kiefer Sutherland or yeah. Cuba Gooding I'm Jr. actually or, I'm actually thinking it's Noah Wiley's mom. You know, like the the uh, right like the dude that was right. on ER, like the uh, right. Like, like it's it's just that's the it, there's just he just placed a different actor's name in there. That's what I think. Right, God but I mean, I guess you could sniff me out. <laughs> I was going to say, but you could have kind of said the same about Hackman. Although Hackman's was a little more no, uh, but I heard specific. that about Hack. I, I heard that about Hackman. Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard you, you that guys, about him. Though. You guys nailed me. It was it was Kevin Pollock's mother. Fuck Kevin God. Pollock, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and she hit on Jack yeah. Nicholson, yeah. not on Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. oh, oh why did he, why did he, yeah, Kevin Pollock? Why do you like them so much? <laughs> That's what she, uh, he asked his mother. Why do you like him so much? <laughs> or Jack Nicholson. <laughs> because he sits up there and delivers yeah. those lines. Because he's Jack fucking Nicholson. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Why I'm, do you I'm need to ask? To, look, I'm just trying. I was trying to, trying to you know. Oh, you oh, made no, that up, AJ? Just, I'm trying to get a laugh out of you, you know? Yeah, well, try harder next time. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what happened? Whoa, what? whoa, whoa, what? whoa. Wait, you think it wasn't going to come in here? Fucking Whoa. dropping nukes or, or Whoa. You, don't you know me? <laughs> so you don't know me. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what are we doing this week, guys? I, I sorry, I've been out, I've been out of the loop. I've been you know doing my thing. 
We're doing pick a movie. I heard. AJ, yeah, you know something about that? You are correct. Yeah. It it is pick a movie week. Hey, hey now. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, AJ picked a movie for Marky. Uh, Andrew Harvey picked a movie for a- AJ. I heard that. AJ told me about that. Yeah, and uh, Marky picked a movie for me. So, hey, I-, I picked a movie for Andrew Harvey, but he's not here. So, you know, he, yeah. he's, he's snowboarding. Is that the rumor yeah. I heard? Oh, so he's snowboarding, yeah. which Bizarre. is Hollywood for I'm doing a shit ton of coke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or <laughs> no, actually skiing. just snowboarding. Like- Right, hitting the, yeah, hitting the slopes, skiing. That's yeah, right. He said to get up nice and early. Right, right, that's the snow he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I'm yeah. sticking with the coke thing. <laughs> Gotta get out on the slopes, guys, in the fucking six a.m. So, um, but you guys, you guys want to get into our, yeah. our our movies we picked? So, I, AJ, I do have. Sorry, I do have uh, one thing real quick. Oh, yeah. Before we get started, I was just I was just watching. A movie before uh we jumped on tonight um you know trying to burn the time before we got ready and i think i came across a sleeper uh never heard of it before and didn't know it existed but did, did you guys ever watch the movie bone tomahawk or attack on cell block 99 i've heard, of, heard of that one the second one never seen it. No. i remember bone, bone, tomahawk. bone tomahawk i've been meaning to see yeah it's really good. It's mm-hmm. Kurt Russell, um, mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins. It's like an old Westie movie, and it's really brutal, but an interesting story. And then Attack oh. on Cellblock 99 has Vince Vaughn and Don Johnson, also very brutal and just uh, over-the-top, like hyper-violence. But anyways, the guy that wrote and directed both of those movies did this one that I stumbled across tonight on HBO. It's called Drag Across the Concrete, and it has okay. Mel Gibson – Vince Vaughn and Don Johnson and oh and Michael J. White. Uh, Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn are old grizzled detectives. The story, the plot isn't uh it seems like pretty well treaded area. They're both old grizzled detectives in this city. They get put on suspension after they've uh, been too rough with a suspect. And, and you know, they're complaining about their lack of pay, how long they've been on the force and they need their comeuppance. So I had to stop it right when we got on the podcast, but they're about to go start robbing drug dealers and, you know, doing what they do. But it, since it was written and directed by the same guy that did those other two movies I mentioned, um, I think it's going to be really good. And so far it's shaped up to be an actually well put together movie. I was afraid it was going to be some, you know, B rated flop piece of shit, but it looks good. Sounds good. The writing is good. Uh, I'm excited to finish it. So just kind of want to throw that out there. Never heard of this one before. It's called Drag Across the Concrete. And I'll let you guys know what I think when I finish it. But I think it's right. going to be a little hidden gem there. An under the weather pick of the week, maybe. <laughs> you sure you sure it's not a... Uh... Oh. Under the radar pick of the week. Yes. There you go. <laughs> That's a little slow, but hey, uh, hey, we got there. Before we get to pick a movie, I, I'd like to address something. If that's if that's okay. Um, can can yeah. I guess what it is? Please. Is it? I love little children. <laughs> we, we'll get to that we off the air. We'll get to that off the air. Uh, 
I'm seeing you guys tomorrow night. I'm sure we'll talk about that. And, <laughs> I mean, especially at a bowling alley. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I, I do want to address a, a hot button topic from last episode, and that was the email uh, that you guys received oh, from my yes. good friend Mike Slayback. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I would like to uh, address this, TP. And I'm a little upset, if I'm being really honest with you, about, about okay. the email. Uh, but I'm obsessed that you actually uh, didn't read the whole thing. That that's what really well, bothered me. Well, you me. weren't here to defend yourself, so I, so I left some of that out, you know. But you, you know, if you want, I, I can't. I can bring up the. Well, I have it open, DP, and I'd like oh. to read the part that you skipped, if that's if that's okay with you. Oh, I would actually I love this. No, there's more yes. to it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he picked it up after the uh, bringing back uh, Andrew from Annapurna Pictures. That guy rocks. Mm-hmm. And then this is where you stop, DP. I want I do want to get this out there. What he said. Uh, okay. He said I worked with Tim and uh, had to give him a wellness check one day. He booked a trip to Maine for a vacation week and only had a one a one-way train ticket there. I 100% thought he was going to off himself as I knew how pathetic, meaningless, and miserably miserable his life was. I legit had the Damn. corporate suicide hotline ready when I called. I know Tim talks about killing himself regularly on the podcast, but let's be honest, he never finishes anything that he sets out to do. Just look at his past relationships. <laughs> wow. Tim, we should get together soon. I think I might have a gift card to Red Lobster that I haven't finally used, or we can get, we can get something to eat. My treat, or better yet, I can give the $4.92 left on it so and get a five, <laughs> reality kings on me to do the five knuckle shuffle and fist pump and melt some pearls on your chest. Oh, and thanks for ruining Jesus. Rudolph for, for me, you douche nozzle. I hope you choke on a dick while gargling his balls. So that was that was the part <laughs> that, you, that you skipped. Um, uh, yeah, uh, scathing, scathing, and the, um, the uh, wellness check he did. 100% accurate. That's what <laughs> happened. That that did happen. Uh, I did book a one-way ticket ticket to Portland. Uh-huh. It wasn't to kill myself. I had a ride home. Uh, he happened to see it in the office. But uh, yeah, I just uh, Mike. I, I, you know, I, I I wanted to make sure all your words got out there because they're very poignant, quite accurate. <laughs> and uh, I think it was important that uh, we got all cards on the table. So uh, get that out there. Get it all out there. The whole thing. And uh, you know. I, I, look, the guy's not wrong. Right. Let's, well, let's, yeah. just, let's just steer into the skid. He's right. Pretty much right. So yeah. just wanted to address that. Uh, make sure everyone knew uh, how Mike felt about me. Uh, <laughs> he's actually a big fan of the podcast, believe it or not. Uh, listens to it all the time. So Mike, I hope yeah. you're listening tonight, buddy. Thank you so much for that email. And um, yeah, go fuck yourself. Anyways. Um, <laughs> So are we going to get to pick a movie now? I don't know if I've seen, I know actually I was talking to AJ the other day. I know what he picked for Marky and I'm very excited about that. I don't know what the other movies mm. are though. So you, you want to, uh, you want to get into this thing? Yeah, let's do it. Let's actually, uh, let's kick it off with uh, the movie AJ picked for Marky. Hey, um, AJ, why don't you introduce it? And, and Marky, you, you pick it up and let us know what you thought of the movie. All right. All right, so from Marky, I picked the 2015 film called The Invitation. It stars uh, Logan Marshall Green, and uh, it's one of these slow burn films that you you don't really see it coming until you see it coming. But it's basically about this guy, played by Logan Marshall Green, who gets invited to his ex- wife's house for a dinner party her and her new 
husband. They've been missing, missing. They've been gone for two years in Mexico. It's very mysterious. And when they get there, all their old friends are there. It's sort of a re, it's a reunion of sorts. And then there's a couple other mysterious characters that uh, are also there. And um, yeah, things kind of transpire where you're kind of questioning exactly the motivations of sort of the hosts. And um, like I said, it's a slow burn. Logan Marshall Green is, is really, really good in it. I think he's terrific. And um, I won't spoil anything yet, but uh, I, I wanted Marky to see it because it's one of those films that, like I said, you don't honestly uh, know exactly what their motives are almost until it's too late. Like, like I don't want to spoil it, but like some of the characters fight, you know, they're not buying, they're not buying what, because Logan Marshall Green's the first one that his character, Will, is the one that sort of, he doesn't, he doesn't trust what he's seeing and he thinks something's wrong. And everybody's like, dude, just calm down. You agree, you're still grieving, whatever. And they blow him off. And, and then things kind of, he gets kind of proven wrong in certain ways. And, and he, they start, and he starts to doubt himself, uh, what he's seeing and hearing and, and whatever. And it's, uh, I love The Invitation. Um, I know TW does as well. I just want to, I really am dying to hear uh, what Marky thinks of The Invitation. I did like, um, you're right. It was a bit of a slow burn. I felt like, um, oh, real quick disclaimer. I'm going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Okay. We've moved, you, we've you moved past, that. right. We've yeah, moved past, around for a while right so, maybe, yeah so maybe, maybe that's maybe that will be I'm ricky bobby you knew how i was gonna play it all right sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no no the thing is like i don't like i i we've i don't know if dp's seen it but i'm like i'm so hesitant to spoil such a such an right. interesting reveal to a film but i know it's 2015 so people if you haven't seen it i was yeah i was just gonna stop say right now I, and watch you know, it yeah you, you don't want to spoil podcast. it like me saying that Andrew Garfield did show up in Spider-Man would be a spoiler. Oh, fuck. There we go. <laughs> I was just about to say <laughs> that here at the Movie Council podcast, we don't spoil brand new movies that come out, but if things have been sitting out. on streaming platforms <laughs> for uh, half a decade, yeah, everyone he, knew he, that he was going to be in it. The internet was speculating Garfield and fucking McGuire and all of them. Yeah, they're both in it. Anyway, yeah. anyway I, I guess I'm just... This movie well, is very. Let me, let me go. Uh, yeah, let me, it's got let me, such a, let me such run a off cool. The the slow burn's got such a cool payoff, I think, in this film that you know. Go ahead. So I, I am a big fan of Logan Marshall Green. Um, I'd like to see him in more stuff. The, yeah. I know him from uh, Prometheus. You know, the first um, kind of like reboot of the Alien movie franchise. Mm-hmm. He was in that. He's in uh, another sci-fi movie called Upgrade. I think he's great. Oh, I love Upgrade. I'd like to see him in more stuff. Dude, yeah. upgrade is fucking um, amazing. Oh, that was a good that one. Movie. Yeah. yeah. That Underrated. was pretty unique. Very sure. Um, I randomly watched so, that. So yeah, he 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 plays like a, a really depressed dude because as the film there's, there's a lot of layers to the main characters. Mm. Logan Marshall Green, his ex-wife, um, you start to find out more about some of the side characters that gives them a little bit more depth. The overall movie is shot on what looks like a pretty small budget because you don't recognize a whole lot of people mm-hmm. and the setting is like in a house and then sometimes the street 
that's pretty much it. It's a very fucking nice right. house. Single location shoot. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, and, and like AJ said, they're invited to this dinner party. Uh, Logan and his girlfriend, and it's his ex-wife's place. They just got back from Mexico after two years. She's got a new boyfriend, the ex-wife does. And they have all their old friends over. And then there's a couple of mysterious people. And it's the whole time Logan Marshall Green's on edge because you find out later that his wife and him had a son together that was killed like in an accident, Ooh. not, not a car, but like a, a, a terrible accident. Like they, he was playing and this doesn't go into detail. He hit his head or someone hit it's his head. Like yeah. I um, think some kid was, hit him with a right, bat. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a little ambiguous, but in which I, I found kind of uh, I'll bring that bat back up later because it ends up being quite a bit of blunt force trauma in this movie. Um, <laughs> Right, but uh, so Logan Marshall Green is already just like you know, this is fucking weird. Like he's trying to be there because he's trying to get back to a normal life. His wife is super, just like pleasant and happy. Like nothing ever happened uh, terribly almost, in their almost, past. Almost like she's moved like past it too much. Like uh, you know, exactly. She, at least she's playing at that. You know, right. And you're looking. You're. As the viewer, as an audience member, you're watching this movie more or less over Logan's shoulder. Mm. And so everything that he's seeing, you're seeing in it, these things that he's finding suspicious, you find suspicious. And he keeps chalking them up to like something's not right here. And he ends up boiling over in the dinner party, makes a scene, goes nuts. And like AJ said, he ends up getting proven wrong immediately after and then he's just like oh my god like he has a breakdown he's like i'm such a piece of shit i'm so sorry and like you as the viewer too you're like oh fuck like i I thought that there was something really going on because you're on this roller coaster ride of seeing like something's not right this is fucking weird and then like things start to line up that disprove all of his doubts and suspicions and then for a brief moment (laughs) a very brief moment and then you are starting to kind of relax and then shit goes south <laughs> at 110 miles an hour right like totally sideways <laughs> yeah it's a good like way to they, put it uh, right like yeah. they all they all they get they get uh they sit around the table and they have they all pour they pour glasses of wine for everybody and that's when that's when he starts to like truly realize what yeah. the fuck is going on? Well, he he blows up and he's like, yeah. don't drink it, don't drink it, and smashes the glasses out of everyone's hand. Somebody does drink it, and then this yeah. one girl starts freaking out and she's oh, like, You're ruining it. You ruined everything. And yeah, this one the, the the girl that was like the the weird, the strange mystery. The mystery one, one of the mystery ones. Sadie, yeah. She hits her, she hits her head, goes unconscious, and everyone's like, Oh my god, what the fuck, Logan? Like, what did you do? And he's like, I'm so sorry, what? And then they look over and the one person that did drink the toast is she's foaming from foaming the at the mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, and then you're like, oh shit. He, like, was, he right. was right. <laughs> yeah. It let me, turns let me, out. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, real quick. I'll yeah, say yeah. it turns out the uh the host, his ex-wife, they are involved in a cult. That's what they were doing in Mexico. It's some sort of death cult. And they were trying to kill all their guests. Uh, before I let you go, Timmy, just and themselves. my piece on it and themselves. Right. That was yeah. like their absolution. Um, before I let you go, I was going to say that, you know, I did yeah, enjoy the movie overall. 
I feel like, uh, you know, I forget, I think the runtime was about 140 minutes, 140, you know, a little over that maybe. I think they could have shaved off uh, 10 minutes by cutting like 30 seconds here, just because yeah. there was some dialogue that went on for two too long for no reason like you could have cut a couple lines out here and there and not drastically reduced it because it wasn't a long movie by any means but if you would have shaved it down to like 135 130 i think it would have helped the pace of the movie but overall i liked it you mean I an hour great. and 40 an hour and 40 yes 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 yeah so yeah maybe there there are a couple th- things like that but overall i thought it was mostly pretty tight i thought um, it all served to to ratchet up the the tension of the ultimate reveal, and I, I thought I it, suppose it, so. I think I thought the re, the way it worked out um, really made the reveal far more effective and hit harder. For me, you may be right. Me. You may be right, and it, um, I think that I I had a suspicion of how it was going to go as soon as they got into. The house where he was he was logan marshall green was acting dodgy they were like calm down and he's like this is weird which on a, a side note i very much appreciated a character like that in this movie because too many times you, maybe not this exact story but you've seen a movie where somebody's in a place that where they shouldn't be and odd shit is going on and everyone's just acting like that's normal. That's I love fine. that about it. But he I love calls, that. He, yeah. He calls, he calls out every weird thing. He's like, "Why are you, mm-hmm. you locking the doors? Yeah, where's Joy? Where's Joy? Like, hey, where's Joy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite part of the movie when he gets kind of like flips out on everybody. He's like, "Oh, oh, everyone's being white. Nice piece why David poured some expensive wine. Like that, that whole thing is like, <laughs> yeah, really, fuck you and fuck really your great. wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really great. I, I will say what I, one of the things and Marky, there's definitely something to that about what they could have shaved off. I don't know if it was definitely in the dialogue, but there were definitely some of those kind of weird like things they tend to do in indie movies where they just kind of stare off into the middle of nowhere a little too long. <laughs> that, that happened a few times. That's like basically like if you guys have seen Nomadland, yeah, there's like 90% of that fucking drack of a movie. <laughs> but I hear the Francis McDormand staring off into the middle of nowhere like we're supposed to think that's brilliant or something. Right, but uh, for he, here there was like an attempted purpose to it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nomadland was just so self-indulgent. But the, the, the point I'm trying to make is is yeah, Marky, I agree with you on that. What I what I like about the movie so much is it does this beautiful job of getting you completely on board and sympathetic to the main character and having his back and having his back and then go, holy fuck, I'm turning on him. He's completely wrong. And then the minute you think that, you realize he's right. And then the whole mm-hmm. thing just goes fucking haywire. And at that point, it's so chaotic and insane. It, it's really amazing. And uh, it's Wait. like, it's, it, it's, it's, it, we talk about that. We talk about that a lot. That slow burn. This movie is the epitome of the slow burn because it's, it's like it's like a fucking heavyweight boxing match where the champion just like kind of toys with you for eleven rounds and then fucking drills you in the twelfth. And it just the ending right. is so insane and everything comes together and it makes so much sense. It's really it's really an awesome movie. It's really a movie that I was t- talking to AJ about the other night and it's. I would I would probably put this in like my top 50. I was in love with this movie. I think it's really, really brilliant. And it's like I, I will say one quick thing, AJ, and I'll let you go. Sorry, sorry. The yeah. guy that's uh like the outsider in there. Well, Sadie's the outsider, then the other guy, I think his name is John Carroll Lynch. Yeah, Pruitt. Creepy dude. Yeah, up. yeah. He's in uh the Zodiac movie. He right. is the creepiest motherfucker in any movie every time he's he so was, good. And that's what I mean. Like the movie is just perfectly casted. 
Um, even though yeah, it's very a very good cast, of, even though it's a bunch of people you don't really know for the most part, I think everybody played the role really, really well. I thought, I don't know, I think the Agreed. movie was um, was handled really well. I think, again, it brings you on this really tight knit but um, really interesting journey. I really liked it. So, at the point where things start to go, because because it's like the last thirty minutes, right, of that hour for of that hundred minute movie, it goes off thirty minutes, last, right? It goes off, AJ. Um, yeah, it totally does. But there's that at, at the point where it starts to go and uh, Will, and he's taking the girlfriend, they go into the room and they push like the, 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 the bookcase in front of the door, whatever, just like they're like trying to mm. bide their time and like break the window, maybe whatever. I was thinking to myself, is now a good time for him to say, I told you so? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, because because he was night. being doubted by everybody. Everybody was like, dude. You just we're here for you. Yeah, we're chill, here for you. Like like patronizing him in some ways. Like just and and he was right. <laughs> yeah, and AJ, the, 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 it, the crazy part too, guys, if you remember, they had gotten the whole neighborhood involved. Remember at the end they see yeah. all those the, yeah, the, the red lights. The red that's lights fucked yeah. up. And if you remember, there's a one point in the movie where Pruitt goes outside because he's helping the girl that actually got out of there. He was helping her leave. But remember, right. oh point, she didn't get out of there. Well, but remember yeah. one point that someone knocked on the door. They're like, "Oh, they were just at the wrong house." Remember, like, there's all those weird things. Like, yeah, they were no, going, that was they, one they, of the. They, they were going to another house. They were just, they're going into the same fucking fate. Apparently, it, it was just yeah. really fucking. Oh, yeah, man, I wasn't was sure who knocked on the door. I almost feel like it was, it was like they were kind of like in cahoots with the other houses, and they were like checking. I think so. Clearly, something. Clearly, it was like a pack. Yeah, well, it was, I it think was a pack that lasted I think, the Right. He's, I think uh, the boyfriend said like, oh, they were looking for another party. I think that's what CW, I mean. Yeah. It, yeah. I think you're right. They, they were victims of another house party right. that uh, they were at the wrong house. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's and I did because then you hear you hear like the movie. screams and the gunshots off in the distance. The helicopters and shit. The helicopter the flies yeah. over heads. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. You're doing um, yeah before we leave this movie i did want to i know you mentioned him but i I also wanted to give a shout out to john carroll lynch he plays one of the Mm. mystery characters at the dinner party and as soon as he came uh yeah his character name was pruitt as soon as he came on scene because he's a big dude he's uh well imdb's got him listed at six foot three but he's also like pretty heavy set but just about every movie that yeah that'd be about right like a um, linebacker just yeah. about every movie that he's in because he, he's kind of his character he's got decent range he's in a lot of shit you mentioned zodiac but he was also in the founder he played one of the original Mc, uh, oh, I love mcdonald's that movie. Yeah, owners yeah, yeah, it was yeah yeah, yeah. shutter island he's got, a, he's the, got a really uh, small Mortals. arc like one episode i think of the walking dead okay he was in in uh, Fargo, he played uh, the husband to Francis McDormand in Fargo. Yes, he did. So right. he's Jesus. he's been in a lot of shit. And the movies that he's been a bad guy, he was a bad guy in the movie oh. with uh, Halle Berry. I fucking and, love that um, dude. Right? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Is Jr. Norm Gunderson? Like... <laughs> he's fucking Norm Gunderson. Yeah. I fucking love him. All right. Sorry. I'm sorry, folks. I... Never Gothic seen the movie, so I've been out of it. But oh, yeah. which, which oh one were you God, talking yeah, about? Yeah. Who's from DP, Fargo? Who's, which character? Yeah, Norm from Fargo. Norm. Um, so he he's got a little bit of a range. He usually plays like a kind of soft-spoken, gentle giant. But even the movies where he's a bad guy, like Gothica or Zodiac, 
he's got this underlying like violence. And as soon as he came in on this movie, I, I knew this was going to be a, uh, I, th- I knew things were going to go south pretty early on. In the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll leave I you with this. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Remember, I, this, hang on. remember the, the story he tells about killing his wife. Right. Was freaking. But even when I saw him, when I saw him come on for the first time in the movie, I knew that his size was going to come into play later on in the movie because he is a big fucking dude. And it, it did 100 percent. He's just like a giant walking around a room. He starts clubbing people. They're bashing him over the head. Oh, like just like shooting people in cold blood, like, too. Like just walking around firing yeah. shots at people. Like just, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was clear they brought him in to help carry out the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Force, Absolutely. If necessary. 100%. You know? Yeah, he was ready uh, to say he was a crazy was, fuck, too. You know, like she, right. she was going to. But um, yeah, no, Mark, that, that's it's clear. You're right. It, it seemed that. Um, because he he did come in a little later into the movie and it seemed like at first the whole thing was kind of weird but it wasn't um suspicious or 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 dangerous or anything like that it was just some friends getting back together and there was just weird tension in the room and then he showed up and suddenly was like okay this this is going to go so you're absolutely right i didn't realize that until you said it like it did start to everything seemed to get threatening when he showed up so and, and i think it was just based on his yeah. size and his creepiness I you know think what like, I, everything just started to go go haywire after that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know what I started to notice in that film too? I was watching it again uh, today. And what I thought was interesting was um, every time, like, you know, the people that had no idea what was going to happen, they start just trying to have like a normal fun time. And then here come the creepy people. Like, yeah, well, let, let, yeah. let's let's ha- let's show you this video on my computer uh, of right. this woman dying. Like, let's just make it as weird as possible. Yeah, it was <laughs> like they were trying to, like, go back to their, like, college days. Like, remember, like, one point they were like, hey, let's get some coke. And then someone else is like, oh, what about a blowjob? Like, yeah. Like, and then they're like, let's play yeah. a game called I want. And then, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, say, yeah I yeah, want to yeah. talk about my wife. And then that's when John Carroll Lynch yeah. tells that story. Yeah, about it's like how he you're hit right, her as hard it, as he could. It, it, it was like they kept trying to bring them back to fucking earth they kept trying to bring them back to what they were doing the whole time like they were just trying to have fun and i think that the, the you know between john carroll lynch and david and and i forget the the main character the the girl's name the ex-wife eden, but eden yeah it, it it was like every time they just tried to have fun you're right they tried to drag him back to what the purpose of the night was really supposed yeah. to be they, yeah they, they right. didn't even fucking know every time yeah every time <laughs> no it's really it's really a brilliant movie i wish it got more play I mean, I thought uh, Logan Marshall Green is that again? Right. Is that yeah, a, Logan yeah. Marshall Green. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I thought the killer guy that Eden was brilliant. I thought John Carroll Lynch was brilliant. I thought I thought they did a really good. The guy that played yeah. David was great. He was in uh, some episodes of uh, uh, Game of Thrones. That's right. Yeah, remember, he, there, there was also yeah. another guy. Uh, there was a remember there was a gay couple in there. It was like a uh-huh. Hispanic guy and a white yeah. guy. The white guy was on some episodes of um, Law and Order SVU. He was like the. Uh, he was like the forensics guy for like a season or two. Right. You know, real, real, like sort of like side character sort of cast, right? Yeah. Like but like character actors. That, that's the thing that it's movies like that that get me sad that they don't get more play because like that's a brilliant movie. Like I think it should have won some shit, mm-hmm. you know, personally. And it probably didn't win anything because nobody's fucking in it that anybody knows yeah, other totally. than other than a bunch of actors that probably 50 directors or producers in Hollywood would go, oh, yeah, I fucking hired that guy before. He's great. You know, that but film- you know, he's never a star. 
Like I, I love those guys though. And that film's great on rewatch, by the way. Mm. I mean, if you've seen it more than once, you it's pick up great. More shit. It's great on rewatch. Yeah, it really is. Shit. But Mark, you, just you, a lot of lot of lot of extra care put into like yeah. some of those scenes, you know. But Mark, you, you other than other, would that be your only critique that maybe it could have been cut here and there? Yeah. Did you love it outside of that? No, I, I really liked it. I thought, like I said, I, th- I thought it drooled on a little bit in some scenes. And but AJ may be right. You know, if it was if it was cut any more, then it may be a little too fast paced because it was kind of like that. Those slower parts that I mean, literally, the term for it is slow burn. So if you take away the slow part, then what do you have? I mean, it's, right, it doesn't have the same actually, effect to you. Right. The slow parts were actually like so uncomfortable. And that yeah. was the intent. But Marky, let, let me make let me, you yeah. uncomfortable. Marky, can I take a wild guess though? Um, would you say that the last like twenty five minutes was by far your favorite? Because there was so much gratuitous violence, bonkers, in the end, which is clearly your favorite thing in the world. First of all, yes, it was my favorite, but <laughs> it, it was my favorite because it it it. Uh, reinforced or it gave credit to my suspicions the whole time i knew that i knew that there was going to be something you know i knew that uh just like logan marshall green suspected it like shit is off and he like even when things went so there was there was bad in that house but marky marky were there moments where you were like oh shit like they just fucked with me the whole time i was wrong maybe it's not gonna go to hell because i felt like that for like 30 seconds yeah yeah yeah. i just had a couple of those moments where like oh my god is this like a mind fuck that's what i thought a couple of times but it's at the end, though, when things finally kick off, Logan Marshall Green, like that character, he doesn't seem terribly surprised. Like he's almost just like, <laughs> yeah, thank right. fuck, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you're right. Like this, they're crazy. This is actually happening. But the last thing I'll say, and the thing that kind of makes you also like, you remember things in this film, like the very beginning, they're driving to the place and they hit the coyote. Yeah. You know, and Logan right. Marshall Green's like, the moment the first time you see him on camera he looks haggard he almost looks like numb like you know he's been through something yeah and he doesn't want to be going to wherever they're going you can just tell right the conversation they're having yeah. in the car and all that and Who's he's his old house? yeah and it's a little just <laughs> right you yeah. don't know you don't know the you don't know the that the weight of it yet right you just know that he has no desire to go where they're going he looks miserable it looks like this, you know, he's just, he's been through hell, whatever, in his life. And he's distracted momentarily, hits the coyote. And then he's got to kill the fucking thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, you right. know? It was like when I hit the deer. Remember, Marky? Remember when that happened? Yeah. I almost killed myself over that. I no, understand. <laughs> but in any dude, event. It's fucking brutal. Oh, you saw it, too. Okay, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah. yeah, AJ, you know what, Marky, I want to say this, too. When AJ told me that he picked that for you, I was like, Marky's going to like that fucking movie. Yeah. It just seems like it's up your alley. Like, it's it's awkward and creepy, which is, like, I mean, that's probably the two adjectives I would use to describe you, if I'm being really honest. creepy. Pretty creepy. I thought it was, um, I thought it was like creepy, and then there was a lot of violence at the end. I'm like, Marky's going to fucking love this thing. So, <laughs> I'm happy you enjoyed it. That's, that's good. A, it's I, a payoff. It's a payoff yeah, at the end, you know? Like, you know, you're, you're honestly, you're something to happen the whole I time. saw it. It used to be on Netflix, and I remember I was just like, oh, for the longest times. One day, and I saw it, I was like, this movie looks interesting, and I watched the trailer, and then I watched it. I was like, wow. I was, I was a number of years ago. I was really blown away by it. So, good flick. Uh, so uh, I just watched it home, on uh, uh, Tubi. Yeah, Tubi. Not, Tubi's, Tubi's great. Tubi's got it, yeah. 
Tubi's free. You got to watch some ads, but Tubi's free. Fucking download. Right, right. There was watch some that goddamn. It, but... uh, watch that. Uh, you can watch, you know, Master Chef Mexico or something too on Tubi if you right. like. Or yeah, Tubi, hit us up, baby. Montenegro <laughs> or whatever the fuck they got on there. Everyone. Yeah, Tubi, Tubi. We'll advertise for you, baby. Right. We'll, yeah, we'll be the official Tubi podcast. Fuck yeah, yeah. baby. They got uh, they got some really random shit on there. It's fun, but all right. Yeah, uh, good times. Good including the invitation people yeah so please go watch, watch that movie guys if you can really watch it it's a really good flick i know we've spoiled some shit but even though we've spoiled it i think it's still worth the watch just for the the mm. performances and or or maybe we should have said when we first started talking stop and watch the movie i don't know yeah i did it. say that and i, and I still I haven't say, seen it and i want to watch it so yeah, I, I, I don't I will, feel spoiled so i will say one last thing about the movie is that there are a number of broads in that movie who can get it like i mean eden can get it kira the girlfriend kira, the girlfriend can get it even yeah. uh what, what was it maggie was the 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 asian girl no gina gina yeah she can get it logan marshall green can kind what of what about claire it. the chick that tried to get away can she get it yeah sadie can get it sadie okay yeah um uh remember the scene when sadie's like making the weird faces yeah, I'm not sure if that was real or not. And Logan Marshall Green's like staring at her. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. Things fucked up. Anyways, all right, but yeah, we can go on about it. But it, I love it. Happy I was here for it. I don't know if I've seen any other movies that we we're going to talk about tonight, but uh, I can hang out for a little bit. And if you want to talk more, you know that scene that um Sadie's making those faces in the mirror. That's kind of like uh, you guys that watched the movie. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Remember when Mm -hmm. the guy with the bleach blonde hair. Harris staring at himself in the mirror and just like starts making that crazy face. Is that just like a, a move that psychos do whenever they come across a mirror? Yeah, like I, I think so face. Probably, like, right? like yeah. if you if you guys have watched Ted Lasso, like when Nate spits at himself in the mirror, like it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That dude's a fucking looney tune. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, any Hoosiers. But yeah, it was a anyway. I think we can wrap that conversation up with that. Yeah. yeah, good movie. You guys uh see it. See it if you haven't. Yeah, it's great, really good stuff. I picked the movie 1917 for my good, close, personal friend, DP. Hey, this movie came out in uh, 2019, not that long ago. Um, and I am having to do a real quick gazoogle to remember <laughs> who was the directed by Sam Mendes. Did mm-hmm. a fantastic fucking job. Um, as the of the movie implies it's set during world war one thank you <laughs> and it follows two english two young english soldiers they're tasked with a very difficult mission just the two of them they have to cut through the front lines and deliver a very urgent message to another uh division or company that's set you know some miles away from them to prevent an assault that they're about to go on because they're walking into a trap and it just so happens mm-hmm. that one of the people that's in this company is a brother of one of these main characters. So, you know, set in the war, the whole movie, there's, there's only a couple scenes, the beginning and the end, I'll let you run DP, but you know, other than a, a couple scenes, the whole movie is in a, a war torn place. It's, it's, it's all in and, and uh, uh, front in France right? That's just decimated by the war. And without me jabbing on about it too much, go ahead and tell us what you thought. I've got plenty to talk about on this one. I loved it. So, um, yeah, I, I really fucking love this. So 
Uh, again, one of the kind of the things about this movie that uh, I don't know, made it stand out, I guess is how you'd put it, was the the whole thing is shot as if it, it is one long take. Like, it, it just followed, like, it's a one long following shot of these two soldiers trying to accomplish their mission. And, um, and so for me personally, like, it, the first 20, 30 minutes of it or so, the whole time I'm just watching, like, you know, like, trying to figure out where the cuts were made, you know? Right, where the breaks be- are. Yeah, because they had to be very clever with how they hid their cuts. So, like, at first, that's all I was doing was watching, trying to figure out where they did it. And then about 30 minutes in, like, the story really fucking picks up. And you don't give a shit anymore that it's one long take, which is really impressive. Because, like I said, the cinematography and the one long take part is awesome. But it gets to the point where the story is so fucking good, you no longer care about that. Like, I stopped paying attention to that, you know, like once they're in the tunnel and the tunnel collapse and he saves his friend and everything. From that point on, I totally forgot, (laughs) you know, all in at that point. Yeah. And it was so good. And like, I was so invested in these two guys and. All right, fucking spoiler alert. Uh, if you're still here, fuck you. Um, when the the one <laughs> dude dies, uh, the the guy yeah. whose brother they're going to find, when he fucking don't make gets it. killed because they saved the shitty fucking German pilot. <laughs> uh, like the German pilot goes down, they save him, and then he fucking stabs. Oh my god, that was so annoying. Such a dick. Yeah, it was like, like that they, scene in Saving Private Ryan. Remember, you remember the guy? That yes. Did, yeah. Yeah, like up. they do the right thing and then get fucked for doing the right thing, which really is all you need to know about war in general. Like yeah. fucking war is so stupid, but like doing the right thing is the wrong thing to do in a war. Which, right. Yeah. Kind of fucking some. His about. his partner in that says we should put him out of his misery. Yeah, like, we should kill him right now. And then like, uh, no. Tommen from Game of Thrones is like, "No, he needs water," and he ends yeah. up getting stabbed. And then gets fucking killed. Fuck, that was like <laughs> I, uh, that, that was, was so brutal upset. too. Yeah, it wasn't overly violent. It was just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you barely saw it. It was just like stabbed to the gut. Which again, it it makes it more realistic. It's you know, in real life, one knife to the gut is going to kill you. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but um, it uh, that kid getting killed did really propel his friend, and the rest of his journey really was so intense because he was so hell bent on getting there. After yeah, that, he was kind of on like, the fence before that. Yeah, and, and then after that, he didn't give a fuck. And the you know <laughs> that that climactic scene with with the bombs going off, oh, and he's just running oh. across the field. Dude, it's iconic, DP. Oh, so great! And he doesn't care if he lives or dies. He's gonna do everything he can to get there and fulfill his mission to like you know honor his friend and find his friend's brother and. 
like you felt for him and you like you were so rooting for him it, like he was such a great hero in that sense is like you could not not root for him at that point right. and yeah it was so well done like like sam mendes is fucking amazing mm-hmm. and roger deakins the <laughs> cinematographer ridiculous it, roger deakins if you look at his imdb page it looks like a list of the greatest movies ever made. Like AJ, AJ, his IMDb page. AJ, he does a cinematography for a serious man. Yeah. You love that movie, AJ. Yeah. Who does? Roger no Deakins. No for old men. For a man. beautiful mind. Oh, brother, where art, where art thou? The Big Lebowski. The oh, Columbia wow. Record Company, AJ. Fargo. I mean, this dude is like yes. the cinematographer, and he fucking crushed it on 1970. He really stretched his legs in this one. Yeah. Hey, DP, you remember the scene when it really, for the first time I watched it and the second time, when it really landed home for me, how good the cinematography was, was when they shortly left their front lines, the two uh, UK soldiers. Mm-hmm. And they cross into the no man's land and they mm-hmm. go into that bomb crater that has water at the bottom. Yeah. And the camera's following them the whole time. That is all they're one shot. Walking, mm-hmm. They're walking the perimeter of the bottom of this bomb crater, avoiding the water. And somehow the camera, whatever rig they had, just inches above the water is focused on them. It's mm-hmm. gliding mm-hmm. across this yeah, muddy water. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. So fucking. You're just brilliant. waiting My for them God, to slip in and fall. Amazing. They never do, but it's just so uneasy. Yeah, it's yeah. Truly amazing shots, and like, yeah, and, and like I said, like Roger Deakins is an all-time great, and this is maybe one of his best, which is insane to say. I think so. But my God, it was fucking beautiful. And like I said, it, so many good shots. And that's a crazy thing. Like, if you you could watch this movie on mute. And it would be fucking awesome. It's, yeah, it's bleak. But like hearing it, getting it's into the story, like you you can forget about how beautiful it is because the story is so good as well. Like yeah. this is an all around, like you know, every aspect of filmmaking, fucking beautiful film. I I really really enjoyed this one. You know, um, I'm glad to hear that, DP. I'd be you know, pretty upset if you were like, ah, this movie's shit. I'm like, all right, mm. there's something wrong with you. We might have to recast this movie console. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, it's brilliant. It's really brilliant. Yeah. Because like yeah. I said, the first like 20 minutes, that's all I was doing was like, oh, look, there was a cut there. Oh, look, there was a cut there. But but after that, like, I just got so wrapped up in this. Like, the story was so good, I couldn't anymore. I was like, I was just so in love with the film and with the characters. And like, they brought me in like they drew me in and that's all i cared about was those two guys and yeah fuck can i just say to dp you reference that scene where that you know that that german pilot crashed Mm -hmm. i can't in my life remember a scene in a movie where if we're just talking about like the action part of it can you like think of another example of a movie that looked so real from a small engine plane crashing in oh front my of these fucking guys. Dude. Like yeah. it was just it was it was like you were fucking there. Like it was just mm-hmm. it was yeah. so because you had that feeling of like, oh, is it gonna come near us? 
No, maybe it's not. And like right up until the last second, you don't know. You don't know if it's going to come near you. And then, like, how the fuck did they Ah! do that? Like, how did they do that? It's really. Yeah, they crash the plane and it goes. It never looked like they cut until like get the fucking guy out of there. Like, how the fuck did they crash that plane and then still do the, the, the scene right afterwards? Keep, well, they, they keep the camera on him. Like, yeah, he mm-hmm. crashes, and they keep the camera on the plane. And there's a guy screaming in there that's trying to get it out. Like, and I saw that shit in the sort theater. Of, I saw that yeah. movie in the theater. Some I sort of wizardry. Like, what the fuck? Like, I couldn't believe. Like, I remember the person. That's I was an amazing with, shot. I remember saying, like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, it, it, it looks really, like it's one shot. That's what I mean. I, like, I think it how? is. How? How? I think noticeable? it is. How do they pull it off? Is amazing. There's a human being flying the fucking thing. Like, it's it was really wild. It's an amazing, movie. unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, that, a couple that things. Got so many impressive things about it. But whew. a couple things I wanted to uh, point out that I really mm-hmm. enjoyed too about it. It was uh, the attention to detail for the set. Just the, you know. I don't know if you guys know this, but I wasn't uh, in World War One. Um, no, I, 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 no, no, you I wasn't. Wish you were. <laughs> Did you ever you work on a no. blockbuster video? <laughs> <laughs> but if you remember, in the beginning of the film, they're walking through the uh, UK trenches. Obviously, that's where it starts, right? And mm-hmm. they're going through the duck boards and like the wood and the mud and these trenches, and then the two characters hop the line and they run through no man's land they go through the barbed wire the the bomb craters the dead horses all that shit and then they uh-huh, make it to the, the german fr- they make it to the german front line and the german front line is like noticeably more engineered like it's mm-hmm. it's uh sharper like they've got concrete barriers and everything's right. just a, a little bit more is better built mm-hmm. it's just like a Throughout the film, there's just this nice attention to detail where they must have scoured through historical documents to build a war-torn, you know, French front to make it look as real as possible. Because in the uniforms and everything, like the ranks and what the guys were carrying, if you notice, the uh, the two main actors, George McKay was the guy that lived, and uh, Tommen is the guy from Game of Thrones. His name is... Uh, it's got three names: Dean Charles, <laughs> Dean Charles Chaplin, Chapman. Um, they had a little bit of a different uniform, a different rank. But uh, another thing I really liked about the movie was that there were some bull movie, but they kind of were slipped in there slyly. Like there's there's Mark Strong, there's Colin Firth. Oh, dude, Mark uh, Strong. I- Fucking love Mark Benedict Strong. Cumberbatch. Yeah, it, those little scenes like that, and yeah, especially Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, that whole thing but where like little side roles. Yeah, and they were so great, and actually, like, held some weight to the storytelling too. You know, mm-hmm. where where they tell them like, oh, well, when you get there, make sure you have, uh, you know, someone else an with you, some an audience. Because he might not listen to you, basically, mm. is how it went down. But then he got there, Some and the dude did fucking listen. Like, 
Oh, you know what? All right. That I'm... scene was so intense. Even even after he got out of like all the bombs and everything and start and and, and mm-hmm. delivered the message, all that shit. And then the, obviously the part where the guy's brother, like it, that whole scene was like super heart wrenching. Like it was yes. really, really great. Oh, so well done. Yeah. And there's there's also something to be said about uh like a little movie detail. You know, the movie starts with George McKay leaning against a tree, I think, uh taking a nap. And yeah. he's facing one direction and the movie ends with him like leaning against a tree, taking a nap. Yeah. And it's yeah. just kind of like a little nod to the only time he slept. Know, what, yeah. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah, a very powerful movie. Really well done. If anyone hasn't seen it, I mean, we've thrown some pretty heavy mm. spoilers in there, but at the same time, like just for a, like TW said, from a filmmaking aspect point of view, this movie is going to be taught in schools. Like, this is going to be an example. If, oh, yeah. if you're going to film school, this is one that's going to be uh, referenced. It's, it's very, very well done. Yeah. I got to say one thing I found a bit surprising. Um, so like it was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. It won a few. It won um, best cinematography, naturally, like not, sure, not surprising. Yeah. Um Best visual effects, get it, and best sound mixing. But the one I found surprised, like it didn't win best editing. But the, like oh. I said, just the fact that they're able to hide all those cuts takes some really right. good editing skills. Like mm. whoever fucking cut that film, they, they cut those scenes together so smoothly that you can never tell there was a cut through right. whatever two hours of film you never see where they cut the film but it, yeah somehow they weren't even nominated for best editing so. hey Crazy. guys if, if you noticed that dp never gave a flying fuck this entire life about editing until he started editing a podcast every You're week goddamn right <laughs> now i know how fucking you hard like it is. never brought that shit up your whole fucking life and now suddenly it's a big fucking ordeal. Right? It's so difficult now. <laughs> You're goddamn right it is. <laughs> Appreciate me. Yeah, you're not you're not gonna win an Oscar for it, trust me. <laughs> oh, it's such a good I win a webby. <laughs> when you guys are done talking about the movie, I do want to say something about that entire year of movies. Mm, hey, do you have anything please. on 1917? I've never seen it. Pretty sure AJ's I've, I've never seen it. You've never seen 1917, really? I thought, you, I thought we talked about it. I have seen one of Roger Deakins' other films, though, A Serious Man. Oh, you love that. Yeah, it's really, really great. Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, I changed my name on Zoom to Dick Dutton. Serious <laughs> 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 Man is fucking great. Um, can, okay. I have not seen 1917, um, very embarrassingly good. so. But right now, oh, I don't know where I can, I can watch it. It's uh, on it's Showtime. I don't have Showtime, or I can buy yeah, it for Daddy's got Showtime, so yeah. So I, I I'll wait for it to come back around and uh, not be, you know, expensive, and then I'll watch it. <laughs> can I just say yeah. something about that year that, that movie came out? I legitimately... oh, the Marky, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before you run You're with... right. I, I I did say that. Yeah, go. Um, well, I was just gonna say, you know. Uh, for people that haven't seen it and might be a little bit turned off by war movies, this movie is surprisingly not that violent. There isn't yeah. a lot yeah. of it is really tame. Like overall, 
you know, you see dead bodies. I mean, because it's a depiction of, uh, uh, you know, the, the front of World War One, the trenches. So there, there's like piles of bodies. But when it comes to actually like killing, like there's not that much. There's only like a, a few people that get dispatched, you know, like it's not that and it's not bloody. It's just more heart-wrenching and just a, a harrowing tale of just determinism bravery i guess i mean these guys are they're scared yeah, the whole time trying to hide, he had just, the one guy mm. he had to kill in order to keep, right. you know maintain his cover but yeah right, he only right. killed when he absolutely had to yeah 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 i have seen yeah, american that, beauty does that count Dude, he did Shawshank, Roger Deakins. Dude, he well, did Lebowski and Fargo Yeah, Mendes yeah. is fucking brilliant. But um, can I just say, I, I like in that year that came out in 2019, uh, 1917. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a year that I, like I just for some reason decided I was going to go to the movies like every fucking weekend. I don't know why. Right. And I legitimately think that year, 2019. For movies was one of the best years for movies of all time but more like under the weather kind of movies like nothing <laughs> like not there weren't like too many like massive blockbusters but they were like just these brilliant fucking mo- like let me just run through real quick some of the movies from 2019 okay? you guys are jealous of my uh, totally. how i came up with under the radar pick of the week like you totally. guys yeah i love it let me just run through some of the movies of 2019. Under the radar pick of the week. <laughs> so you guys will understand what I'm talking about. First of all, Parasite. Yes. Parasite won Best Picture that year. That movie's fucking brilliant. But you look, right? mm-hmm. yep. uh, DP Avengers Endgame, right? Uh, Knives Out, Us, ah, great one. Yep. Book Smart, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Shazam, Ford versus Ferrari, Uncut Gems, uh, Honey Boy, our first episode. Peanut mm-hmm. Butter Falcon, Captain Marvel. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's another one. Hold on, I'm going down. Stan and Ollie, which I which I really really loved. I noticed uh, you didn't say The Irishman. Uh, no, I skipped over that. Uh, that movie <laughs> thank sucks. you, thank and you. Then, and then uh, Jojo Rabbit, which was another one. There, there, there's a oh, bunch of yeah. others we can, we can get into, but that movie had like seriously. I'm looking at some of the movies from that year, and I'm like, these are Joker was released that Joker year. Joker was, the, yeah, yeah, that's oh, wow. Joker. These are like literally like ten movies that I probably put in the top year. fifty. All came out in 2019. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Knives Out. It's fucking brilliant. Like, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, they've got a sequel in the works. It's got the it's got the great great Daniel Craig in it. So it's got it's got everybody in it. It's so fucking good that that year was insane. Michael and Shannon know, like, too. In like Parasite, one best picture. Like it, it was really just a crazy year for movies. So if you guys are ever like looking for, hey, I want to watch you know movies from a certain year, fucking scan 2019 and go through and just Ooh, start yeah. watching. Go on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, there, there's the there's years you look at a lot like that that you go back to. It's outrageous. It's outrageous again and again and again, and again you know, and that that might be one of them. And I saw tons of them in the theaters that year. I saw Knives Out of the theater. I saw 1917. There's a Parasite, Jojo Rabbit. I saw all of those in the theater. And it, it like it really is. I, I gotta get back to that shit now that we kind of can. Again, right. I gotta get. I know DP, you do it a lot, and I, I gotta. I yeah, gotta meet up with you guys I was at the movies weekends. last night. Baby. I know. I gotta meet up with you guys again to do it. I, I gotta do it again. I got. The Lighthouse I, came out. That was another one that year. Good call, Marky. Yeah, that's a great one. I skipped over, but I literally have really great one. Like a mega Can you can you cue that up, DP? The Lighthouse on the Ray, the pick of the week. 
under the weather pick of the week. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like literally Those guys were under the weather the whole time. Movie theater know? down yeah. the fucking street. I can't believe I don't go there more often. It's it's like insane. But imagine being um, Robert Pattinson going head to head with Willem Dafoe. Uh, he held his own. So anyway, 2019, great for like all that all so, everything you're saying. Yeah. Speaking of, of years gritty, gritty stuff too. Speaking mm. of years with great movies, I don't know if this is one of them, but DP, you wanted to talk about the Golden Globe nominations came out. Yes. So yeah. So for the for 2021, uh, so, some good movies came out, and uh, the the Golden Globe nominations uh, were just just released this past week. And uh, I'll tell you one, two, three, uh, a few of the movies for Best Picture Drama I have seen, and I, I'll let y'all know. So uh, Golden Globe nominee base. Best Picture Drama, uh, Belfast. Do you guys know what the fuck Belfast is? Yeah, I watched a trailer for it. Looks okay. Great. It, it, it's nominated a ton of times. I don't know anything about it. It's an it. Irish movie, DP. I don't know if you. I don't know if you got. Yeah, I feel like the, a jerk the, off. The name, the name gave away. Yeah, Belfast, so, South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Belfast, South Carolina. It's near, near Bo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> bow, bow, bow. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah. Bill I, was, I was there once. Yeah. Uh, also, Dune, the nice. Denny oh, okay. Villeneuve movie. Dune. All right. Yeah. Uh, just all right for me, I'll dog. support that. All right. Uh, King Richard, the, uh, oh, the Will, Smith. Will Smith movie, yeah. Yeah. which right. I watched. And it's you girl, fucking Serena great. Williams, CW? It does. Uh, no, she's not. But I do like Will Smith. So I will. Dude. You know. Dude, it's a really, I don't like, really good girl, movie. Venus Will Williams? Smith. No, and I don't like Will Smith's wife either, but I, I do like I do like him. She yeah. is a racist, man. She is a racist. Yes, she is. And, and it, yeah, Will Smith crushes it in this movie. I fucking really loved it. He's, he's uh, an underrated. He's underrated. He is. Is, he, is he better in that one than he is in Collateral Beauty? Are you, um, uh, yeah, but he's he, probably not as good as he is on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Hey, yo. Dude, it, I've taken shits that are better than Collateral Beauty. So. <laughs> but DP's all into the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, I know, because he signed into my fucking HBO Max. And every time I go in there, it's like season seven, fucking episode. I'm like, why is he watching this? What the fuck? Dude, the Fresh Prince is a good goddamn show. It's we watch it all the time. It's fucking fabulous. I love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. What can I say? It's one of those shows like when you're just kind of sitting around doing nothing, it's a perfect show to throw on, you know? Like like the office is. Right. is I was gonna say the office is my show that I just watched oh, yeah. and nothing else. Yeah. Did that, you know that how? Do I know? Did you know that How I Met Your Father is coming out next month on Hulu? Oh shit! Next I month. I did not know that. But yeah, I remember hearing yes. about uh, it. Uh, Hillary, I did know that, but I was not interested. Hillary Duff. Isn't mm. it? Yeah, Someone it sounds, else. It yeah. sounds, and I might eat. eat my words. It sounds terrible. It does. It's gonna it be a pass awesome. from. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be passed to me too, Doug. DP, sorry. Uh, rest of the the Golden Globes. All right. So yeah, uh, Belfast, Dune, King Richard, and then uh, the Power of the Dog. Yes, Benedict Uh, Cumberbatch. Good movie. Netflix. Yeah. Oh, have you watched it, AJ? Yep, excellent. Well, guys, remember I sent you guys that spreadsheet with the with the Oscar buzz. Mm That all this stuff is on there. 
A guy clearly a don't fucking read movie. the shit I send you. Oh, I, I read it. I just didn't That's watch it. That's true. We don't. You're, you're a real piece of shit. You know? and, and then the fifth nominated movie is Coda. Segway. Okay. But you watched yes. but, uh, but DP, DP, that was best uh, motion picture drama. Drama. They split yes. it up on yes. Golden. What are the five for the for the other one? Yeah, for uh, best comedy music picture musical comedy yeah. is uh, Cyrano, which apparently is a Cyrano no de Bergerac idea. story starring uh, Peter Dinklage. Okay, my boy. Okay. Uh, my boy. Uh, don't look up. That we McKay talked movie. about. Remember, remember the Adam McKay, McKay movie, which is getting, yeah. by the way, got very mixed reviews. All right, mm-hmm. double M. Uh, Licorice Pizza. PTA I really remember really Paul Thomas Anderson. Yep, very yeah. interested. Very interested. Yeah. Double M. Uh, Absolutely. Tick, tick, boom. Which is one I really want to see. That's the Andrew Garfield movie, right? Yes, yeah. about the dude who wrote uh, on Rent. Netflix. Yep. And uh, West Side Story. Uh, Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. So speaking of Double M, Double M went and saw West Side Story the other day. Oh, we oh, did. did he really? Like it? He, he actually did. He said he loved it. I want to see okay. it. I, they brought him. Yeah, the, the, the people's so program brought him. And, and have you seen a ringing reviews? endorsement. A ringing uh, endorsement. Have you seen the reviews of Rotten Tomatoes? It's like critics reviews ninety three and audience review like ninety five. Yeah, and, it wasn't. Oh, wow. Right. A ringing endorsement by Double M. Yeah, he loved. That was wasn't the thing that Andrew was working on, was it? No, no, no. 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 This is another Spielberg joint. Yeah, you know, yeah. A- this, Andrew's not going to get a Spielberg like a, movie. Let's be honest here. I mean, no, he did. He did. He was, he, he did not listen to last week's episode, goddammit. Oh, wait, I, I did. Andrew Shit. worked on a Spielberg movie. I don't know. I've decided to take an adversarial stance against him. I don't know why. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. I like him. You guys are going to be mortal enemies? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm taking, okay. yeah. I love it. I yeah, fucking I've, love I've it. The, I've taken the opposite approach that you have towards him. So is West Side Story like, an, like some sort of uh, uh, like uh, remake? Yeah. Of I mean, West Side what? Story, yeah, yes. West Side Story. Yeah. From I don't know if you've heard of that Marcy. famous okay. musical that came out. Yeah, it came out in the fourteen hundreds, and it's been uh, called West Side Story. Called West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> All right, assholes. So is he just remaking uh, the original? Yes. 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 Well, that's lame. <laughs> yeah, the reviews are seeing. You know what? Good. You're lame. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. No, you. By the way, I'm sorry. Like, what, I'm sorry. What, I'm what Spielberg movie did um, uh, Andrew do? But what, um, what is it's it? uh, a Spielberg kind of autobiography movie. Oh, okay. It, it's called The Fablemans. Is, is the movie? Yeah, I'm not. Guy. Yeah, I won't. I won't see it. Yeah, but, Michelle um, Williams, Seth Rogen. Ooh, Paul Dano's in it too. Oh yeah. He- mention that so um show williams yeah big fan uh but anyways, any boy, you're gonna you guys gonna move on to go to i'm gonna uh go ahead and take the uh the dog out uh yeah you I, take I, the I, dog for a walk and come back and we're take we're, a worm we're for a walk up. week hey, hey, yeah t- take a worm for a walk week <laughs> HA and I are going to talk about Coda right All right, now well, no, I can after I, after I take this little shit. Right, why don't you go take a, a? It's take a worm for a walk week. <laughs> Is anybody? Do you think anybody would know that reference? Yeah, well, what the fuck are you guys talking about, karate kid? Yeah, it's a karate kid <laughs> reference. <laughs> myself, I'm getting myself all amped up to to start binging. You know, re binging. 
uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, it's Cobra coming. Kai. It's coming. Yeah, Cobra Kai is like next season week. four. Yeah. Yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, I'm getting ready, four. baby. All right, so why don't you? Okay, I'm gonna go take a work. <laughs> yeah, good. I'll just go. All right, guys. After I take, right. I'll jump. I'll jump back on. We'll say good night to you. Yeah. All right. Have fun. Talk. I don't want this movie. I want to see this movie. It looks really, okay. Really good. Okay, great. Yep, yep. Go. So I don't. All I don't right. want yeah, to get cool. spoiled. All right, go. Go. Aj, Aj, tell me, tell me to do it. Why don't you go take a worm for a walk week? <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> now that he's taking his worm for a walk. We are going to get into uh, the movie Andrew Harvey picked for AJ. He did. Uh, and he it's did a movie pick called it for me. Coda. AJ, why it's don't you Coda. tell everyone a little bit about this? Sure. Coda is a 2021 film um, that was re- was uh, premiered at Sundance. And uh, there was this huge bidding war by like Amazon and Apple and a couple other people for the rights and Apple bought it for $25 million. And it's like the most awarded film at Sundance ever. Damn. Um, It tells the story of um, uh, Ruby Rossi, who's CODA. So CODA stands for child of deaf adults. Her parents are deaf. Her brother, her older brother is deaf. She's the okay. only hearing member of her family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it follows a story about, they live in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Gloucester. Sorry, Marky. Gloucester. Gloucester. They live in Gloucester. And uh, they're, fish, they're fishermen. And Naturally. the father and the son and, and Ruby, they go out every morning and they catch fish and, you know, and they and they they sell it to the local. Uh, they hawk it at the market. Yeah, they hawk it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Ruby's a high school student, um, and she's just trying to live a normal teenage life. But ever since she's been like a little kid that can walk and talk, she's been the translator, the hearing person for her family. You know, okay. they've relied on her. They've relied on her exclusively they've had nobody else they've had nobody else and so um as much as she's trying to be just a regular high school student you know she's waking up at the crack of dawn to get a lot of responsibilities yeah she -hmm. gets made up made fun of by these generic ass bitch ass basic bitches basic bitches about like her deaf parents you know, it's Natural. so I'm, I'm not going to say everything worked for me in the film. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, but and that's one of the things that didn't. But so what happens is she. And, and it's sort of they sort of lay the foundation for it early in the film. One of the early scenes when they're on the fishing boat and she's got her earphones in and she's singing, uh-huh. she's singing this Etta James song. Um and uh, it's a great song, by the way. And so then she's in school and she sees that she, they're signing up for extracurriculars. She's with her, her friend Gertie and they're signing up for extracurriculars one day at school. And uh, this guy, she has a crush, like a little crush on Miles. He signs up for choir. So then she's like, I'm going for choir. And she does it. She signs up for choir. So she gets to choir um, she's very nervous about singing in front of people. She kind of wa- runs out on the class when they ask her to sing. 
Um, but then she comes back and she's, cause she's very intrigued by singing. It's something that she's starting to develop a love for or an interest in. She sings the teacher there, Mr. V, he, he sees something in her um, and starts working with her and she becomes good and she gets into it. But the whole time she's still got to be there for her parents. They, um, they start to push back on the situation down at the uh, pier, uh, down at the, the pit, you know, uh, with, with the, the prices on the fish that they're selling and they want to form like a co-op, you know, to kind of combat this whole thing. And uh, they're sort of leading the charge, but they can't talk to the press. They can't do any of the stuff they need, Ruby. They need her more yeah. than ever. Um, and she wants to pursue the music thing. And she's sort of falling for this kid. And she's, she, she's, she's stuck between a rock and a hard place in so many elements mm-hmm. of this film and so many uh steps along the way and i gotta tell you i am a sucker for a really feel-good story mm-hmm. and oh. i'm a sucker for a great musical performance and so mm-hmm. they kind of all coalesce into this amazing last half hour of this film and i loved it i nice. loved it with all my heart it just, it, it tore at me, like what she was going through. I believed her, the character. She's um, not a well-known actress. Her name's Amelia Jones. Um, she's not been in a ton of stuff, but she was in, um, I'm, I'm, hold on, I'm looking at it real quick. She was in uh, Lock and Key on Netflix, which is a series based on a um, novel by Joe Hill, you know, the son of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Lock and key. Oh yeah. Um, so she was in that, and I guess for this she had to like learn sign language. She had to take singing lessons. She had to learn how to like operate a fishing trawler. Like she had to do yeah. a bunch of stuff for this film. Um, and I think she does a very believable job, and you root for her. You root for her. Her parents are played by I don't know who the father is, but he's nominated for an for a golden globe yeah troy uh, her. yeah the son they're really deaf they're really mm-hmm. deaf people marley yeah, Matt marley vatlin's really a deaf, deaf actress well. a well-known yeah. deaf actress she plays the mother and i think she does an excellent job and they're conflicted too the parents are conflicted because they need her you know, and yeah. there's a scene in the film where she tells them she wants to sing and the mother is sitting in the bedroom later on with the father and she's like, well, what if she isn't good, you know, and she gets rejected. Yeah, we, but, we but, can't hear her sing, so we don't know. Right. Yeah, good. maybe she's not uh, good, but I think yeah, deep crazy. down, deep down, she it wasn't that she was afraid she would fail for her. Afraid she was she afraid would, she would succeed. succeed. Yes. And leave them. Yeah. Yes, AJ. Yeah. Wow. And leave them. And, and there was I haven't even seen this movie. So I'm getting chills heart- just you talking about it. <laughs> there was so much heartbreak to that. Dude, and ugh. so this whole time she's working on this. Damn. So the so the music teacher takes her under him under her under his wing. And uh-huh. he's a graduate from Berkeley in Boston. He's encouraging her to audition to go to Berkeley because he sees something in her. And I won't spoil, I won't spoil it. It's a new film. I won't spoil it, but there is this performance at the end 
where she does end up going to the audition and she sings this Joni Mitchell song. And I'll tell you, when I tell you I rewound that more than once, I, I, I'm I, my maybe five or six times. I even watched it again <laughs> today. Mm-hmm. Just just the lead up to no it, shit. the performance, because I won't give it away, but there's a, it's very special. And, and, and yes. it, it okay. sort of culminates in the ending of the film and how things transpire. And it's so emotionally uplifting. It's, I'm a sucker for it, but they do it so well. Not everything works in the film. I'll be honest. I don't think Mr. V was my favorite character. Like, I think he, eh, he was all right. Whatever. And I think the generic basic bitches in the high school, they own, their only purpose was to serve was to be bullies. Like they, mm. they were they were right. only on screen to do weird hundred percent yeah bullying, you know and um, I don't know the scene with the when the son gets in the fight at the bar I understand what they were going for, but I don't know that it needed to necessarily be in there but but I understand what they were going for that sort of frustration and isolation when you're deaf and you don't know how to how right. to in- interact in like social settings you know and it's. You know, I thought the scene when they're on the boat and the and the and the Coast Guard shows up and they're alone and they oh, don't have her. Brutal. Yeah, that was a very effective scene. That's mm-hmm. one of the scenes that she's not in in the film, which is rare because she's on in almost every scene. The lead character there, Rosie, yeah. uh, Ruby. It's terrific, though. It's a terrific film, and I it broke my heart in all the best ways. Yeah, market. Did you watch it? It's uh, on Apple. Apple, uh, Apple, Apple purchased original it. films. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Apple is that, purchased it. Is that all? It's. It's yes. Uh, yeah, it's Apple, Apple purchased Apple? the rights for it. So if you have, right. oh right, 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 you Apple said that twenty-five Plus. million. Yeah, if you have Apple okay. Plus, you can watch it on there. Yeah, if you have Apple TV Plus, um, yeah, definitely give it a watch because honestly, I don't know, Mark, if if, if that sort of stuff chugs at you, but it, it was. Well, no, I just I just text I just text Sam. I just text my mom and told her that uh, apparently we need to watch this movie Coda. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it, it is. You know, I don't fucking. It sounds awesome. Good. I yeah, I don't normally go for a movie it. like that, but if it's if it's done well, then I can't avoid it. I yeah, mean, that I mean, like honestly, DP, movie. I'll let you go off in a second. But, mm. you know, the, the pacing issues aside, there's a little bit pacing early on. And, and I'll tell you, I didn't love Mr. V. He was okay. He was like a means to an end, sort of, you know. Um, but overall, I was always rooting for Ruby. Like, I was oh. rooting for her. I was actually rooting for their family, even though they were yes. so conflicted about the thing. I was rooting for them. I wanted it to work out that way. There's a scene before she goes to the audition. Remember when her and her dad are outside? He didn't sitting want to come right in. Sitting on the back in. of the truck. And she, he's the holding her neck to feel he's her holding fucking... He's feeling her vocal cords as she's singing. Just, oh, fucking beautiful scene. Because so before beautiful. that, they had gone to that concert, right? And he was... They put you kind of in his shoes and they turn the, the sound off in the film. Yes. And he's just looking around, so effective. watching the reactions. So and he effective. Doesn't, and he doesn't totally get it, but he knows that his daughter's getting this reaction out of people, and mm-hmm. he wants to know why. And he says, tell me, what's that song about? And then will you sing it for me? And he puts his hands on her vocal cords, and it's just so... That's when so I started beautiful. to get emotional. That's so when I started good. to get really emotional. Dude, and I, I like, cried multiple times watching and this movie. I once that happened, the next out. day, oh. 
The next day, he woke her up. They rush her out of the house. They drive to Boston. They want to get her there. Mm -hmm. And then when they, I don't want to say anymore because Mark. Yeah, is, because oh, yeah, I, no, yeah you, you got to watch, watch it. it. It's so Please beautiful. Uh, um, I'm going to watch like, it. Yeah. I agree with you on almost everything you said, except for uh, the music teacher, uh, Mr. B. I fucking loved him. I thought okay. he was awesome. Okay. Um, the love interest slash boyfriend, I thought was kind of like a generic love interest character. Yeah, that was I don't a little think weak. he brought that was much. A little weak too. I did love the teacher. I thought he was great. I loved how okay. he brought that other stuff out of her. Um, and like I said, just the emotion of uh, that, you know, dealing with moving on with your own life versus um, helping out your family and just uh, that you know, tug back and forth uh, that you feel, especially at that age, you know, you, you got to decide what you're going to do. And uh, they, they showed it so beautifully and, 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 you know, not to sound like such a, like a, a, a woke person, but I do love the way they like showed like this kind of underrepresented group of people deaf people Completely they, they, underrepresented. Deaf people don't get movies ever and and they took deaf people and they showed you what their fucking life is like and um god it was fucking beautiful they did such a good job i like i said i cried multiple times i got goosebumps multiple times and they definitely take awesome they awesome, definitely awesome, take advantage awesome. of those like uh those tropes where they're like, you know, when she's driving away that she's like, hold on, she runs back or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but you know what I mean? They take advantage yeah, of that stuff know. to tug at the heartstrings. Right. And, but they do it well and they do it mm -hmm. like they don't, they don't overdo it. They just, yes. they do it the amount of times you expect them to do it. Yeah. Cause and, I had the same and exact always her getting out of the for her. Like, eh, you knew, like some of the stuff was predictable, but didn't make mm -hmm. it less effective. Exactly. And, you know what? She was so. Um, you just wanted to root for her, right? Yeah. And, and her fucking like even I said, though you her friend that starts dating her brother. Oh, Gertie! <laughs> like that yeah. whole storyline, Gertie was fucking great. Ah, this is I a just wonderful. Felt, I just wonderful felt like film. even though we can't imagine what it's like to walk in her shoes, mm -hmm. she made herself. Her character was actually relatable because everybody's been kind of like caught between two things before. Right. And these are two crazy hard things to choose between. Like, yeah. How much harder of a decision did she have? Like she couldn't have. Right. And I love the conversation that she has with her mom. When her mom tells her when she was born, how she wanted her to be deaf. Right. Because she, she was didn't afraid. Know, she oh, didn't know she could connect with her. Parent? Yeah. yeah, she didn't oh. know she could connect with her because her and her mother yeah. didn't connect because she was deaf and her mother could hear and they didn't connect that well and she was so right. scared. Yeah. Marky? Uh, you said that the, the the guy that plays the father in this film Golden Globe. is up for a Golden Globe? Yeah. But uh, as a Best Supporting Actor? Yes. Yes. Yeah, best Supporting. Which, what it is. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I, was, uh, I heard you guys say that earlier and I just wanted to mm -hmm. check to see what that was. I imagine that, uh, him, uh, like I said, Marley Matlin and the the brother. They were all great. Son, they were all great. All, and also all 
actually deaf people. All deaf people. This, yeah. Marley, yeah. this Marley Matlin person is uh, been a regular actress. Uh, in Marley, the yeah, Marley She's Matlin well is still to this day the youngest best actress winner of all time. Like a uh, best actress Oscar winner. Well, like a uh, best supporting actress what would I know younger. From? Like Tatum O'Neill uh, was younger and stuff, but Marley Matlin, I think, was 21 when she won uh, Best Actress. So, well, what, what's she in? I don't know. Uh, she's been a big, you know, bunch of. <sighs> I mean, sadly, the, the thing I know I'll, I'll look about look most up. recently is um, she was on like Celebrity Apprentice with Donald Trump. <laughs> Which oh, is sad, but shit. um, no, she yeah. was on the show, The uh, Magicians. Oh, was she? So I only got yeah, a few was. episodes into that. I fucking like that movie. But uh, yeah, she she won the Oscar for the movie Children of the Lesser God, which is like nineteen eighty six okay. or so, somewhere around there. Okay, but yeah, she's been a bunch of yeah. She's a yeah. terrific actress, and um. She does a great job in this, and mm, there's a lot of those really moments good. in this film. There's mo- there's a lot of those kind of moments, like the ones that she had that she has with with her daughter, and like and can, you know, can her I... and the dad on the truck on the back of the bed of the truck, and like mm-hmm. they just have those moments, and they're so they land so hard. You know what I loved? Um, there there was a thing where she had the back and forth with the boyfriend there. And it's one of those ones where I get where, like, it, especially when you're a teenager, you know, you're growing up and, like, if your parents are, like, really lovey-dovey and kissing and everything, as a teenager, you're super embarrassed. But if you're a kid that comes from a family where your parents fucking hate each other's guts, you look at that and you're like, oh, my God, I wish my parents were like that. Whereas that yeah. person is like super embarrassed by their parents, but an outsider is like, man, your parents are the best. And they do this yeah. really good job of showing that of how like she feels trapped because her parents are deaf, but other people are looking at her situation like, oh, your family's fucking great. I wish my family was like that. Yeah, your parents are in love. Yeah, you, like oh. you're so lucky. I wish I was like you. And she's like, you were. My life sucks. What are you talking about? Which I think a, a, a lot of people feel that way when you're, you know, a teenager and you're growing up. It's a matter so. of perspective, right? Sounds like yes, a bit of exactly. a growing up or a coming of age, maybe a little bit too. Yeah. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. It really is. And I, I, I loved it so much. I too. really enjoyed Coda. I didn't know what I was going to th- like. Even Andrew said, like, you'll either get, like, you'll either you'll make it cry, you'll get a laugh out of it, or you'll hate it. I don't know. Oh, he did like, say that. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I got, so, I got a I bit cried of a laugh sometimes, out, and I cried, I cried sometimes, like, like, but I did not hate well, as, it. I, I'll tell I you, really as you guys it. have been talking about it, I've been texting Sam and telling her, like, we need to watch this. <laughs> yeah. It's very, Dude, very feel like, good. It's, it's, really un- good. it's like, it's unapologetically feel good. You know, yeah, but I'll, I'll like it. That's what it's going for. It's story. what it's going for. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. it's and I and it, I am a sucker for a good musical number. You know, and mm-hmm. they do that because and, as and you said, goddamn, Ruby can sing. 
Holy she's a fuck. singer. Dude, her voice gave me goosebumps. But, she's that good. Yeah. But you she's said that she took really singing good. lessons for this. She had to. The actress did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it, sign it language like lessons, that, uh, you know? Yeah. Well, because she has to do a fair amount. She has to do a fair amount of signing. I mean, if you think about it. I would think that, oh, she spends a uh, lot ASL, of scenes with with the family. Yeah, ASL would be a little bit easier to pick up than you know being a, a natural singing talent, which maybe she is. She just needs a little mm-hmm. bit of honing. Maybe right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The, the tone bit. of her voice was fucking beautiful. So yeah, she was it was, definitely it was a really touching. A it's singer. a really touching story, and um, you know. It's like it's a winning film, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's got, it, a, happy, it's got bought, a happy ending. No spoilers, but it's got a happy ending, you know. Yes, it was bought for twenty five million. That was a record that someone said. Yeah, for, probably. Uh, I think it must have broken the Palm Spring. Must have broken the Palm Springs record. Yeah. Okay. So. And then um, it's also one of you guys said that it's up for like a record amount of awards. Oh, Sundance! Sundance. It's, Sundance. it's, it's right? the most awarded film at Sundance ever. Yeah. Okay. So damn. Well, that yeah. speaks for Re- something. Re- yeah. Really, it won really the audience award at Sundance. Mm-hmm. So, okay. which is a big, yeah, you know, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. TW. Yeah. Definitely. As you sat here and listened to everything we said, I think you should definitely check this movie out. I, I can tell stoically j- quiet. Just, just, just from your facial. Your facial reactions, I can tell right, that we've been this. noticing for the last twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna assume the listeners thinking are thinking I'm not here, but I, I am. <laughs> I'm here. I uh, I know you guys have mimicked me, or I'm sorry, excuse me, mocked me in the past when I haven't been here, but I am. I'm here. I didn't listen to any of that because I don't want to. Uh, I really want to get spoiled. Movie. I don't yeah, want to get spoiled because you need to watch this movie, dude. It's yeah. so good, so and good. I, I'd also like an explanation. And mm-hmm. an actual one from either AJ or DP. Whatever you can give me on what it means to take a worm for a walk week. <laughs> what, what, I don't. I don't understand. No, what, no. I okay. think. I think. I think. Hold on. I think that. I think the question is. He asks Daniel Larusso. He says, "What is this? Take a worm for a walk week? What like, does that right. mean?" Like, so like, it, what is this? Like, worms for what a is walk. this? Let's kick TW's ass week. Like, it's but like, why, that. why a worm? Like, okay, my, I okay, guess here, she was taking, he's a worm and she was taking I'm, him for a walk. My guess is that yes. this fucking and it's kid, a week to do that. This actor to do yelled that. that thing. And then they were like, well, you don't have time to cut that shit out of the movie. We got to get this in here. <laughs> it doesn't so make just, any sense. Like, but just we got to get it. this out for the summer because it's going to be a huge blockbuster. So they were just like, oh, fuck it. And they just let it go. And they were like, nobody is going to care about I this. I think it was until um... 35 years later on this fucking <laughs> podcast that we're analyzing this one line. <laughs> take a worm for a walk. I think that it was makes a, no sense. No matter how you try, was, to didn't the dude? That's didn't ridiculous. the dude that said it? Wasn't that the dude that 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 uh, died? Yeah, I think that was a kid yeah. cancer, right? That's like, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dude that like, get him a body bag, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah he died. Yeah. But, you know, well, he didn't really die. He died in the show. Right. Yeah. He looked like he was about to die in real life. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the actor was. What are you talking about? Well. His karate was still solid in the bar. He was <laughs> fucking sickly looking though. I don't know. Yeah, but he was kicking some ass in the bar. He's about to die. But Marky, Marky, are you a Cobra Kai fan? Yeah, Marky uh, nope, never watched, watched it. Kai. Son of a bitch. He probably never even saw the not karate minute kid because he's, he's an asshole. Wow. <laughs> wow. I haven't seen a single minute of any of that garbage, and I don't you plan to. Son of a piece bitch. of shit. Such a cunt. He really is. But uh, he's a re- he's a real <laughs> asshole. You know that he is. Yeah, he's a big dumb animal, folks. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think he's already started whatever fucking stupid video game he's going to play tonight. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's already started. Even- yeah, I've oh. checked out. Yeah, here we go. Oh. He just started talking about some old 1980s nerd shit, and I've, I've already signed off. Did wow. you just did you just get on us about nerd stuff, you? <laughs> all right. Well, talking about a, a kid's karate. Call the kettle black. Did you ever, first of all, <laughs> yeah, did you ever I'll see the alone. original Karate Kid, Marky? No, I, I just told you I haven't seen a single minute. Of okay, any of well that you don't know that. You have God no idea. Damn it, Marky. Marky, Cobra and Kai is the to. shit. <laughs> yeah, but then you you stroke yourself to video games, and it's just like I don't know. You seem a little inconsistent, bro. <laughs> One of them's following a kid that did karate when he was in the eighties. Marky, and you're I'm telling you, it's good. <laughs> yeah, and both of you yeah, dorks play video you games to night together and stroke each other off. So I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to wrap this shit up so I can go play video games. Though. Here it is. All right. Yeah, let's go. Home. Let's go home. I do want to see Coda. I yeah. want to see it. Uh, and uh, I will. I will. So. Wow. That um, is, that hey, real quick. Be, 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 before we wrap it up. Um, uh, when I was looking at the Golden Globe nominees, I, I found this weird because I had no idea. Um, so the best director nominees, obviously Spielberg for West Side Story, mm. Denis Villeneuve for Dune, mm. Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, and Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Yes. But Maggie Gyllenhaal was nominated for The Lost Daughter. Yeah, Olivia Colman's Olivia Colman's in that. Maggie Gyllenhaal was directing. My girl, that? Olivia Coleman's in that. Dude, I love Olivia Coleman. But yeah, I, I had no idea She's Maggie Gyllenhaal shit. was directing now. Huh. What was the name of that one? Uh, the Lost Daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, that, that's what I'm going to look into. Maybe we'll. Yeah. Uh, I can uh, watch it these, before next week. I'll, I was going to we'll, say, we'll before the down. end of the year, a lot I of these are like, going to be streaming. I feel like. Or, at, I feel like there's some actors and actresses doing that, directing films on like Rebecca. Yeah, Olivia Wilde is doing it. Rebecca mm-hmm. Hall did uh, Passing on Netflix. Yeah, that that's already out. I gotta say, Passing that. Passing's crazy. There it seems seem like be... a slow period piece film, but it's like about like women trying, like <laughs> black women trying to pass as white during. Oh, life. I saw, oh, I saw the thumbnail it? for that. Black and white movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that thumbnail and trailer for it on uh, Netflix, I believe. Right? Yeah. What's her name's in it? Uh, that, uh, what's her name? But that always seems to be a. Uh, I can't a trend, remember her name. Now. She was like, in one of the. You know, she was in Ragnarok. What's her name? Oh, uh, Valkyrie. Yeah. What the hell is the actress's name? name. Uh, Valkyrie. Yeah, it's Valkyrie. I think that's what she goes by. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Her, Tessa Thompson. <laughs> there you go. Tessa it's Thompson. Valkyrie. <laughs> but there and seems Ru- to be a... Ruth Ruth Nega, who's uh, won an Oscar as well, or been nominated. Yeah. This right, trend well, where well, they uh, 
you know, they they, they have their, oh, their Ruth, go yeah, as Ruth like leading got a nomination. And then yeah. they take they She's take a cool. spin at the director's wheel. You know, that everybody does that at a certain point in their career if they've yeah, been yeah. it long enough. Yeah, Regina King did it with um um one uh one uh one night was it one night in Miami? Mm-hmm. Yep, Regina King did it. So yeah, it's Olivia Wilde, what was that? Book smart, right? Yes. Brian yeah, Gosling. That's a the, that's a kick ass. That weird film. movie with uh, uh Eva Mendez and uh Matt Smith, Mark Smith. I don't even remember the name of that one. Anywho, they all take a turn uh, at it. So right. hey yo. All right, bro. Well, one last thing, real quick, before we wrap up. Um, so watching 1917 got me thinking about uh, because it's all one take. I was thinking about the Daredevil series on Netflix, where back. Uh, each se- each season they had like one scene that was just like this one long uncut fight scene that was right. just fucking beautiful. So it got me thinking about that. And uh, fuck you, spoiler alert, Charlie Cox shows up in Spider-Man No Way Home as Daredevil. Suck it, bitches. All right. <laughs> I thought that show was coming. I thought that show was coming. Nerds do. Uh, it might or might not be, but Charlie Cox is officially yeah, back. A- as Daredevil in the there's MCU. a hallway fight scene in Daredevil that looks like all one. Yeah, scene. it's really it's it is. That's from it's, the first episode. Yeah, it's from uh, episode two of season one, and oh, it is. Two. It's all one take of this long six minute fucking fight scene, which is yeah, amazingly all one exhausting. shot. Unbelievably yeah, well done. It's got to be so exhausting. Yeah, and then Charlie Cox shows up in Spider Man No Way Home. I, I did hear care. that rumor. Thank you for confirming. That. I know you guys don't care, but there might be people listening that care, and I'm going to ruin it for them. And then everyone's going to bitch about our podcast on the internet. Uh, and that, that's what we want. That, we want people that, bitching that, about us. That's that's the strategy. Yes. Yeah. Piss everyone off, and then they'll listen to us because they hate us. Any news? <laughs> it's, it's, it's not news, your. Baby. It's not your worst idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> might be maybe second worst. But <laughs> up there. not the worst. It's up there. Ah, uh, all right. So, um, hey, TW is good to it's good to have the CEO here. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Me and Mark aren't getting along right now, but you know, other than that, it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna watch Karate Kid. You can't. Yeah, <laughs> invented fucking beef between you. Yeah, well, I'm a huge it's, fan. It's, it's more entertaining than not. So. Right. <laughs> All right, so, boys. Well, yeah. So, hey, if you're listening and you love this beef between Tim and Marky, yeah, vote on let it. Let us know. Who do you think would win in a in a fight? Mm. Right. Yeah, hit us up on social media. We're right. at Movie Council Pods. And if you got more to say, you can send us an email to moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And yeah, or you could just leave it in the uh, the reviews and comments on the show on iTunes or Spotify or Amazon or iHeartRadio. We're all over the place now. All you can find us places. anywhere. Fuck, man. So, all, yeah. all the places. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. And let us know what you think of the Marky. Versus Tim feud. 
that was just clearly invented out of nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no, no <laughs> knives allowed. No Marky. backs, no backstory at all. I've yeah. usually got a little little gun on me, so <laughs> luckily like we're Frank Reynolds style. Frank Reynolds style. He usually carries like a little little gun around, so you, you mm-hmm. gotta be watch out. Yeah. We'll all bring guns. It'll be safer yeah. that way. And then, then he'll make the hair dye that Rudy Giuliani used. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh. Love it. All right. That, that's a reference that a few people will get. If you didn't get it, uh, watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If not, mm. whatever. Boys, you got anything before I wrap it up? Yeah, we, put a, we put a long tail on this kite. Yeah, we. It, this is a very long tail. So, <laughs> so, so for myself, and for Marky, and for AJ, and for our CE motherfucking O Tim, we say thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. Good night. Peace. Night night. Why don't you go take a worm for a walk week? <laughs> the movie council is adjourned. <laughs>